0: At LuckyLandSlots.com, available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Mackay Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that crazy. large should not run as fast as Mackay Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai-Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. A quick pass to Crowder, trying to get him out of the space. Oh, 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 slopes oh. a tackle, and there he goes! Crowder! It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. Darnold escapes, trying
1: to buy himself some time. End zone. It's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately he got the handoff. You know and the QA. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you.
2: From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is play like a jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at play like a jet one. And we are going to talk 2021 NFL Draft Stock Report with one of our favorites. He comes in every other week, alternating, of course, with our man Connor Rogers over at Bleacher Report. Mr. Charlie Campbell, Senior Draft Analyst over at WalterFootball.com. Charlie, thanks so much for coming on, buddy.
3: Great to be back with you. How are you doing, Scott?
2: Got to say that I'm doing pretty well because the draft is getting closer and closer. And as you know, Charlie... For Jets fans, it's more or less Christmas when the draft comes. We look forward to it every year. We're hoping that soon enough we'll be able to look more forward to the actual games than the draft, but this is another year where the draft looms, and it's going to be very important. The quarterback position, of course, in full focus. The usual suspects were all in action this past Saturday. Trask, Lawrence, Fields, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. So, a lot of guys to watch this past Saturday. Want to know what your thoughts were in terms of stock. Justin Fields was interesting because he really showed off his legs for the first time this season in a way that he hadn't in any other game. Tell me who helped and hurt themselves.
3: Well, you know, I think these guys at this point are pretty much holding steady overall. I don't think. Uh, Fields is doing anything to uh, jump past Lawrence. I think Lawrence isn't doing anything to fall lower than his lofty spot. I spoke with a GM of a team in the AFC last week, uh, and he he basically kind of was more along the consensus seeing Kyle Trask on day two. Uh, He thought the second round was a bit high for Mac Jones. Um, but uh, but that he was he was in the camp of him being more of a mid rounder. I know some other teams are higher on him and think the second round's appropriate. So you're going to have some of those discrepancies. But I think overall, now that we're getting more samples of game tape, uh, it's kind of serving to confirm the the grades that then the projections that we've had on these guys for the you know past month or so.
2: Want to talk a little wide receiver and running back here And the two names that I've mentioned over and over and over again With good reason, I think Are Najee Harris, the running back from Alabama And Devontae Smith, the wide receiver from Alabama Both of these guys have consistently been elite this season I think with Smith, the only downside is his size He's not the bulkiest guy But he's got every other tool in his arsenal. Najee Harris is tremendous, reminds people of so many elite running backs in the NFL, and he seems poised to go sometime in the first round or early in the second round, as far as I can tell. Tell me about those guys and everybody else that helped and hurt themselves this past weekend, because there were definitely some very interesting performances at the running back and wide receiver positions.
3: Yeah, that Alabama-LSU game is always a great game for NFL evaluators because you have so much uh, NFL talent going head-to-head. This year was no different, even though LSU uh, is having a rough season in terms of wins and losses. There's still players on the field uh, that are going to be playing in the NFL and uh, early-round picks potentially. So it's good to see uh, Harris and Smith for their, you know, individual draft grades to perform well against LSU. I mean, Smith was just dominant, you know, catching, uh, what, 230 yards and three touchdowns on like eight catches, just it was such a dynamic player. You saw everything you want to see. Out of the guy, uh, speed to get vertical. He's just superb after the catch with moves in the open field. Just fabulous route runner to create separation. Very sudden in and out of his breaks. He high points the ball well, has excellent hands. So Smith really is the complete package just minus the, the thin frame. Like you said, Scott, that's the only thing that's kind of holding him back. And I've written numerous times every time I write about him, if he's 20 pounds heavier, he's a top 10 pick. But because of his weight, being a thinner framed guy, uh, I think he's probably going to be more of a mid to late first rounder. But with games like that, It wouldn't shock me if he still ends up cracking the top 20, maybe goes mid-teens or late-teens, but uh, that wouldn't surprise me. But he definitely is just a dynamic receiver, really polished player, and a guy that I think will hit the ground running in the NFL. He's pro-ready, as is Najee Harris, and we've seen that this season. He's really improved in the passing game. Not just in terms of production as a receiver, where he's already um, almost matched his production from last year, uh, with still m- more games to come. But his blocking has been really good this year, and, and of the backs, of the early round backs, I think his blocking uh, might be the most pro ready, as every pro running back will tell you. That's the biggest transition from going to college to the NFL is blocking. And even a guy who's good at blocking in college needs development and has things to learn for the NFL in terms of blitz protection and protecting the quarterback. But he has a really good foundation and a really good starting point that I think is more developed than other running backs going to the NFL. So at 6'2", 230, he's got the size to handle the workload, to be that workhorse back. You see he has the quickness uh, to rip off some chunk plays. He's not a slow back. He's got a step for a quick first step to hit the hole, uh, nose for the end zone, power to run through tackles. He's just really a well-rounded football player that I think is going to be a three-year starter or a three-down starter quickly in his pro career and become a really solid NFL
1: back.
2: Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Let's talk trenches. Offensive line, defensive line. Who was helping and hurting themselves this past weekend?
3: Well, in that LSU-Alabama game, there's two guards on LSU, and they're going under the radar because they're having such a down season uh, with wins and losses coming off the national championship. But their guards are really good. Ed Ingram, uh, the the left guard, and Chasen Hines, the right guard, Uh, Both are powerful guys that pack a punch at the point of attack. Uh, Ingram was really impressive against Alabama helping in the first half um, on this long touchdown run from LSU. You see him pull and get out, uh, knocks a linebacker back to help open up the hole, and then shows superb vision to peel back. Uh, to behind him uh, to hit another block on a defensive back that springs his running back for the long run. So uh, Ingram really was impressive against Alabama. Hines played well as well. He's a heavier interior blocker. He's about 6'3", 350. So he needs to drop some weight for the NFL because when his weight gets over his toes, he has some issues in pass protection with the speed rushers But he moves well for his size. He has nice knee bend at that size. He has the power to really make an impact in the ground game. And Hines really reminds me of Solomon Kinley in terms of the strengths and flaws. And Kinley, uh, some teams really liked him, thought he should have gone higher in the draft. He ends up going Uh, as a mid-round pick to the Dolphins, but he wins a starting job this year, and he's played really well for Miami. Uh, Won a starting job over their second-round pick, Robert Hunt. So some of the same issues that plagued Kinley in terms of weight and weight getting over his toes and handling speed rushers are some of the things that Hines needs to work on, but that's stuff you can work with And I think that his natural power and bulk is just something God-given that you can't develop with other prospects. So both of those LSU guards have helped themselves. I think they have the potential to go on day two. Defensive line, I think uh, we were kind of waiting a little bit, but finally Tyreek Smith from Ohio State, one of their replacements for Chase Young, Uh, had a really nice game against Michigan State, had an impressive uh, sack against the left tackle, came close to another sack a few plays later against the right tackle, was really getting into the backfield a lot, showing speed and hands off the edge uh, to win. So uh, Tyreek Smith, I think, helped himself last week as well. And the pit defensive ends of Patrick Jones uh, and Rashawn Weaver, uh, I wrote about them in our hot press last week. Some teams... Uh, their big range of grades on them from teams and those two have been really productive this year entering this weekend with 16 and a half sacks combined um, but uh, Weaver I think from talking with teams some have them as high as the first others have them late second early third and uh, and then with Jones some teams have them uh, late second early third or lower like late third early fourth round so uh, those two guys have helped themselves this season, uh, but there really is a big discrepancy in terms of where, those, where they're being valued and graded by teams. So, uh, But definitely in a passing-driven league, guys that can a- get after the quarterback always rise in the lead-up to the draft, so it wouldn't surprise me if that happens with those two.
2: In the defensive backfield, the Jets look like they've got some good players there. Bryce Hall has started to play well after coming off of IR as a fifth-round rookie. Ashton Davis has flashed, so all isn't lost, but they are going to need to make some additions, particularly at cornerback. We know that J.C. Horn opted out, so he's somebody that we can't watch and evaluate stock-wise. but who else helped and hurt themselves in the defensive backfield this past week?
3: Uh, Well, you know, I thought the Alabama defensive backs had a solid game against LSU, although it was uh, disappointing in terms of NFL evaluation uh, side of it that Terrace Marshall uh, opted out before this game, so we didn't get to see him take on those Alabama DBs. Uh, Sean Wade got banged up in the game against Michigan State. Um, he's kind of been up and down and inconsistent as a player, so uh, the injury is something that's definitely going to be a, an issue if, if that's serious um, or lingers and hurts his play because he really needs to be consistent and finish this season strong. And then also, uh, in Oklahoma State, Rodarius Williams, the younger brother, a greedy Williams, he almost missed it, but he made his 48th straight start for the Cowboys. He didn't finish the game though because of a foot sprain, so he played about half the game. Didn't quite look the same, but still uh, was competitive and holding his own out there. So uh, that's good to see him willing to play hurt at least and trying to and, and playing pretty well given the the injury and what that will do for a defensive back. Uh, But Trayvon Morig, the uh, safety from TCU, really had an excellent game against Oklahoma State, broke up a bunch of passes, covered well downfield, made a one-handed interception in the end zone uh, to seal the win for TCU late in the fourth quarter. He's kind of like Grant Delpit, except he's a better tackler than Delpit was at LSU, so Moreg I think could end up going uh, in the second round But he's a really nice player And he had a good game this past week to help himself
2: Charlie, I don't think the Jets are going to be using A high draft pick on an inside linebacker But they do need some help there They're going to have C.J. Mosley coming back off of the injury But he's missed two years basically And so nobody knows exactly what the Jets are going to get out of him And then beyond that The Jets don't really have anybody that seems to be a definite keeper Anybody help and hurt themselves that could be a mid-round possibility at the inside linebacker position this past weekend?
3: Well, uh, Ventral Miller played really well for Florida, and he's been playing well all season. He's just flying around the field, really physical, hitting hard, showing an ability to blitz. Um, His pass coverage and ability to move in space looks better this season after dropping some weight. Uh, So he's kind of one of my favorite mid-round sleepers at that inside linebacker position. I think he really uh, is having a nice season for Florida. And then otherwise, I think Dylan Moses, the linebacker from Alabama, I, I think when speaking with teams, they are a little disappointed in his play this year just in terms of thinking that his instincts have looked rather average the first few games of the year, he was definitely uh, looked like he was rusty after missing all of last season with a torn ACL. And then he started playing uh, better and being around the ball more, making more tackles for Alabama. But he's a player that, with the reputation Alabama has for being hard on their guys, and banging them up, beating them up, working them really hard in practice, he could slide because of the medical. It wouldn't surprise me if that happened, if he ends up uh, maybe sliding out of the first couple rounds, maybe goes round two, but it wouldn't shock me if he slid because of the medical uh, and the fact that instincts are just such a critical attribute for any linebacker to have success in the NFL, and teams' scouts have not been overly impressed or blown away by Moses' instincts this season.
2: Medical can always be a factor when it comes to these prospects. We know that injuries are a part of football, but if you get hurt due to somebody else's negligence, it can be a life-changing event. And when that happens, you want a strong legal team fighting for you to make sure that you receive full compensation for your injuries. You want to be able to call your legal team whenever you want. You don't want your file on a shelf with hundreds of others, and you don't want your lawyers to be afraid to go to court. Here's what you do want. The legal team at Faruqi and Faruqi, They give every client their personal Cell phone number to call 24-7 They limit the number of clients they Represent at one time so they can give you personal Attention, they've got a long track record Of taking on insurance companies, corporations And the government in court, and most Importantly, they have a long track record Of winning. Prior results do not Guarantee a similar outcome. Learn More about them by going to nylegalteam.com That's nylegalteam.com And Charlie, I know that there are a lot Of players that opted out for COVID concerns, not because of injury. But still, I wonder if that's going to hinder some guys in terms of their draft stock, because obviously if there's no tape of them in 2020, it makes it more difficult to evaluate because now you have to go back a year, look at that film, try and put that together with the workouts and see what you think there. And it makes it a lot more difficult to evaluate the player. Have you heard anything in terms of any particular players who may find their draft stock a little bit lower than they would like potentially? because of the fact that they opted out?
3: Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be something that emerges throughout the lead-up to the draft. And I remember at the beginning of the season talking with some scouts and asking them, uh, you know, their thoughts, exactly kind of what you said. And they said, well, definitely uh, teams are going to feel safer picking guys that have tape from 2020. Uh, just across the board. It's going to create more ease about taking that player, having more recent tape, and seeing what he's done this fall as opposed to having a fall of sitting on the couch and then just doing combine prep uh, and not really improving as football players because football is a game of repetition. Uh, It's a game of developing pass rushing moves and... Um, hand placement and reading defenses. Every position has its nuances that only get better with experience. There's no substitute for experience, as one college director told me. So I think it's going to become a big issue for a bunch of players that's going to hurt them. But one player that jumps out to me is Jamie Newman, the quarterback who was at Wake Forest a year ago, transferred to Georgia. Then decided to sit this season out. I think it was a disastrous decision for him because there's no buzz about him with, in the scouting community anymore. No one's talking about him. The talk is all about, uh, you know, Lawrence, Fields, um, Trey Lance still hanging on there, even though he only had one game, but Zach Wilson really helping himself. Kyle Trask having an amazing season for Florida. Uh, Mac Jones really helping himself, and Jamie Newman has got completely lost uh, in that shuffle. So he has a better skill set than some of these guys, and say Trask or Mac Jones or even Zach Wilson. Um, but because he's not playing this year and not developing as a pocket passer, he's just really hurt his development. If I were advising him, I don't know if he's signed with an agent but I would tell him to go back to Georgia next year, skip this draft and play another year of college football before going pro because uh, in my opinion, it's just really hurt his draft stock in particular. But I think other guys as well, uh, that's just going to emerge over the months to come here. And some of these guys, you don't know how, diligent they're going to be in training not all these guys have the same work ethic and are doing everything they should so that'll be interesting to see uh when we get through into the combine time as to which guys really attacked this year off and which guys kind of took it easy
2: charlie last order of business the upcoming matchups this weekend who should jets fans be looking at and which matchups should they be concentrating on
3: well This this kind of final weekend for the regular season for the SEC, it be interesting to see as we hit on earlier those guards at LSU. uh, They're taking on a big nose tackle into Daryl Slayton from Florida, who I know some scouts like. uh, So that would be a good good matchup if you want to see some trench battles of big boys going at it, Uh, I think. In the Georgia-Missouri game, we kind of hit on the linebackers. Nick Bolton's an inside linebacker from Missouri. I'd like to see how he does against Georgia and their tough ground offense. And, of course, you have the rivalry game of Michigan and Ohio State. It's such a shame that Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Michigan's defensive end, is probably going to – Michigan's been evasive about – the true nature of his injury and how long he'll be out, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be back after having a surgery for a fracture. Uh, So he probably misses it, but Quiddy pay is a first round edge rusher for Michigan. Let's see how he does against Ohio state. Uh, They have some quality offensive linemen, of course, and Justin Fields, you know, one of the big things with him has been pocket awareness has been a problem. And he sees the rush coming Sometimes he makes some bad decisions. He kind of gets a deer in headlights, takes some sacks. Uh, The blitz has given him issues. So I want to see how he handles the rush from Michigan because it's not just pay. Chris Hinton, the young uh, underclassman defensive tackle, has flashed uh, to me as well some. So I want to see how Fields holds up how that pocket awareness develops uh, Is he's going to show some improvement there against Michigan. So uh, that's a great rivalry game. And then those games, you know, all bets are off, but I definitely uh, will be watching that one closely. And there's a lot of pro talent going head to head there. And then lastly, I would say uh, North Carolina, Miami, North Carolina has some quality running backs with Javante Williams and Michael Carter to watch. They have a linebacker in Chaz Surratt, who's a really good athlete, has size, speed, has issues with missed tackles. So I want to see how he does with a dual-threat quarterback that Miami has and also a mismatched tight end in Brevin Jordan. I want to see how Surratt does in coverage on him. So that is another game where you're going to see some good players going and some two good edge rushers in Miami, Quincy Roche and Jalen Phillips having nice seasons for the Hurricanes. They could be, uh, Roche could be day two mid-rounder. Phillips having a breakout season. He might need to go back to school, but he's got a really good skill set. It's been a really nice find for them as a replacement after Gregory Rousseau opted out.
2: Charlie Campbell, Senior Draft Analyst Over at WalterFootball.com Thanks so much for coming on And doing the 2021 NFL Draft Stock Report With me, really appreciate it For anybody who's not checking out your work Over at WalterFootball.com Don't know why you wouldn't There's so much content there And when people go there to see what you're working on What are they going to find right now, Charlie?
3: Well, we have tons of uh, position rankings Being updated every week, of course We have our two mock drafts being updated every week uh, with the current draft order as it as it falls we have uh, videos going up on the site kind of hitting on the draft and Walt's handicapping uh, he's having a really good year handicapping game so I recommend checking those picks out if you're looking to put some money on the line he's done a really nice job um, and of course we have draft rumors and everything else previews which games to watch which prospects to watch so tons of draft content there on the site and we'll be just hammering away all the way through the draft not taking a time off and just grinding our way
2: through it Make sure that you are reading Charlie's work over at WalterFootball.com and following him on Twitter at DraftCampbell. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com.
0: They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18+. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.